Sad songs and skillets ain't selling. Hey everybody, this is Josh Frankel with another episode of Sad Songs and Skillets podcast. And uh, we got my co-host here, Jasper Lorenz. And we are coming to you live from our world headquarters. Where's our world headquarters at this week, Jasper? Owensboro, Kentucky at the Romp Festival. That's right. It changes every week, y'all. Yeah, every week we have a different yeah. headquarters. Right now it's coming out of a 1998 uh, Prevo. Tour bus. XL. So if you're hearing any weird background noise, it's because the air conditioner's running. And if we turn it off, we'll all die. Yeah, it's 100 degrees out <laughs> it's right now. It's about 100 degrees so, out. Uh, I almost died on always, stage. So. This podcast is always brought to you by Sound Biscuit Productions out of Sevierville, Tennessee. And crispy cast iron seasoning products for seasoning all of your cast iron skillets. It's guaranteed to keep your skillets good and greasy all, all the, the time, 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 time. That was good. We've never done that before on uh, the podcast. That was, the first time. that was good. That was great. <laughs> all right. All right. What? We, uh, Let's we, cut to the chase and introduce yeah, the guests. We here. got two guests this First week. First time we've ever had two guests on the same podcast. Thanks to Sound Biscuit Productions for buying us a fourth mic. Thanks, Dave. Exactly. We got old Casey Stockton over here, the deer and turkey whisperer. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> and then over here we got Arthur Hancock, also what? turkey whisperer and music extraordinaire. Glad to be with you, fellas. Yeah, man. That's right. So, I, I feel a little overwhelmed with this two people because we want to talk to both of them so much i know it's gonna be weird we'll get through it though we'll be all right who, yeah. who do we want to start with where, where do we want to start i don't know just want to start talk with about turkeys for a minute just just talk about turkeys and then we can backtrack and talk yeah that's about fine other you, stuff. yeah we uh we were staying in constant communication with casey during turkey season because he's the better turkey because hunter. we weren't in constant communication with turkeys so. <laughs> <laughs> no shit man what was, uh, where did where all did you turkey hunt this year, Casey? Shoot, I hit yeah, give four. us exact pinpoint uh, waypoints on the map. I went to Suwanee and then went down to Florida and hunted for a week and then came back up and I hunted Tennessee with the uh, Low Water Bridge Band fellers down yep. there at Cheatham County uh-huh. or Cheatham uh, WMA. Yep. I got my butt kicked down there, and then I went over to East Tennessee and hunted with... Uh, oh, Micah? With Micah, yeah. yeah. Me and him, we ran up and down in mountains and got our butts kicked over there, yeah, that too. That ain't for me, man. Dude, that, it, we was hunting at 2,000 feet, and there was, it was it was tough hunting. We would, you'd, walk all, you'd walk all the way out of Bluff, and by the time you walked all the way out of Bluff, you wasted a whole morning because... Yeah. If it's, it's it's so deep of hollers and stuff. It was just tough terrain. Yeah. Man. So, so where all did you punch tags at? I we I ended up getting Kentucky birds, and we got invited to go to Indiana with some people at Homegrown Experience. They they did a video with it and everything. We got we got some uh, real good footage this year. And me and him, we tagged out in uh, we tagged out in Kentucky on Arthur's farm. His daddy's got a farm, 2,000 acres. It's a horse farm. It's, it's a Jurassic Park of it's turkeys. A, it's a sanctuary, man. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've seen some pictures, It was, it was the Mecca, dude. It was, it was a turkey hunter's dream. Meanwhile, uh, that, me and Jasper. Yeah, that must be a nice place to hunt. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <If y'all laughs> well, here's my the phone hit ring. My, well, you know, we could maybe do turkey camp next year out at my dad's, but I, I've been – pushing to get back out there and be able to hunt because you know now that i don't work for the family anymore yeah i don't have those privileges but casey and i sweet talked to him i said hey i got my buddy he's the turkey whisperer he let is us, just let us kill a couple this year yeah 
because we went down to Estill County and stuff. But Casey, you keep going with your stuff because you were all oh yeah all over. Yeah, I, I, shoot, you, I, did you go to Vermont? Uh, I went in New York and uh, I was aiming to go hunting, but uh, ended up the guy that I was going to go hunting with fell through, so I ended up fishing and then hitting Delfest on my way back. Nice. I seen you were fishing up there. Yeah. So you didn't go turkey hunting in New York at all? I didn't. No, I didn't get an opportunity. I could have hunted some state ground, but I'd done been trudging so much public ground. I was, like, about tired of just, like, going exploring on my own because you know how it is stepping first foot on on new land. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. You're just totally lost, man. It's not even fun hardly. Yeah. (laughs) Until you get to get used to the animals we seen one public land bird and that was it on a undisclosed location outside of nashville tennessee yeah that buddy was airborne yeah <laughs> <laughs> he flew across the lake and we bear tried to dra- bear dragging like in the water yeah <laughs> he hovered the ground the water yeah. that far <laughs> yeah he's leaving a trail yeah the beard was making a wake <laughs> we, we pretty much got kicked off the farm that we had lined up to hunt in tennessee it, the guy, how many thousands of acres did he have? I don't know. It was a pretty good pile. It was and a couple pile. thousand acres. <laughs> we thought we had exclusive permission, and the whole thing worked out, and it was going to be great. Yeah. Could camp right there on the property. He didn't care. So what it was is uh, this guy that is a huge fan of the Poe Ramblin' Boys told us, he's like, hey, come to my farm and turkey hunt. So we were like, hell yeah, you know, you can't threaten us with that kind of stuff. We'll show up. <laughs> and that way, too, I'll show yeah. up on your so porch. He's like, it's my father-in-law's farm, but I talk to him. Everything's fine. And uh, so we get there, and we get set up, and this old man pulls up. We're camped in this dude's barn. We have yeah, camp like set up, two tents, the whole deal, huge oh, camp set up. Set up uh, yeah, stuff. we were, were cooking supper. To- and this old we, man, yeah, we'd already spent one night there. Oh yeah, we we'd had already ours, spent the yeah. night. We'd hunted that morning, came back in. Yeah, our buddy Bo, who's been on the podcast, yeah, he was still out because he had a a gobbler that he was watching. It was getting with well, it, eighty five yards out, and he was yeah. trying to get her to close a little distance. There, him to close a little distance. That's holding the story right there. That's funny. Anyways, this old man pulls up and he's like, "What's the deal?" <laughs> and we're like, "Well, we're just out here turkey hunting." Well, who the hell are you? <laughs> He said, Brad told us we could be here. Well, who's Brad? You have dementia or something? No. Well, come to find out, this dude that gave us permission to turkey on his farm is, like, I guess scared to death of his father-in-law. And if he's listening, it, I'm sorry, man. It's just, we love you. So it was, he it was a shitty situation. Asked. We got you back. He never <laughs> actually asked his but, father-in-law. So oh, what, part of the deal was we were going to take his 12-year-old son hunting with us throughout the week. Right. So he told the twelve-year-old son to ask and his grandfather, did. because he he was too scared to ask his father-in-law. So he's like, "Son, you go ask him." Which how do you put that on a twelve-year-old right. to like work out this deal about these three people coming and setting up a camp in your on your farm, you know, adult, yeah. the edge of your hay barn, and you know whatever. So this old boy, yeah, he was like, "What do you say?" He said, "Lord, you already have camps." Or, yeah, he's like, oh, "You have camps set up or something?" He just yeah. shook his head. And, it was best. If if you are listening out there, we appreciate it. But uh, you know, shit happens, man. It was right. a shitty situation. Yeah. So we ended but, up staying there another night. But then yeah. finally, we're like, man, this just we don't feel welcome. Right. And we're looking at it on the map and like, oh, this is a sweet place to go. It's like, oh no, you can't go that to that place, part of the property. And yeah, so we finally just bailed and ended up hitting some public land and ended up getting some permission on property next door to where I live. 
And that's where I shot old Jake. Yeah, Joe, little, little old Jake. Jake. Yeah. You killed on private land. Yeah, nice. yeah. But we just yeah. knocked on the door the day before or the night before. Went out that morning and he closed the deal. I got a funny story for you. You'll appreciate this, Casey. Oh, yeah, rip it. So, uh, me and my buddy Bo, we were just out driving, looking for turkeys and knocking on doors. You know, he's not afraid to pull up in anybody's driveway and knock on anybody's door. So oh, he's fearless. He don't care. He got gall. So we're out. We're out just riding around, and we pull up in this guy's yard. He's outside weed eating. You know, he's a younger fella, probably. He was probably in between mine and Bo's age, so probably like late thirties or something like that. There's this German Shepherd running around the yard chasing a butterfly. It just looked like America, you know. Well, we get to talking to this guy, and we get to talk. We always try to like throw in the conversation that we're musicians, and we, you know, we don't have that much time to track down land to hunt on in between tours and really butter him up, you know. Hell yeah. Make him feel sorry for us. So <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah. Get as much empathy as possible. So we noticed a police car behind his house. And we're like, oh, hey, you a police officer? And he's like, yeah, I'm a canine unit. And that dog's running around the yard. And he's like, something got brought up about the dog attacking us. And he's like, oh, no, it's he's just a drug-sniffing dog. And Bo <laughs> turned about ghost white and just slumped down in his seat. And I didn't even think nothing of it. And finally that guy caught a, a break in the conversation and turned around to say something to his wife. And Bo was like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> go, go. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, we got those gummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was great, dude. Was it was hilarious. That's bad off. Yeah, it is. They, they were like, you know, the fruit gummies you buy at the, the, the gas station. There's, yeah, uh, Welch's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. so that Pretty much the most exciting part of our yeah our turkey our season. Was your turkey season. <laughs> it was the only the only go- I'll just say this: the only gobble that either one of us heard all season was the one that we could hear from we could hear from camp where Bo was hunting it and he was trying to close the distance on it. Yeah, I didn't hear any of the gobbles the whole rest of the time. Yeah, it was tough this year, man. I had a I had, like I said I had a tough time getting on them. If you didn't get on them. First thing in the morning, they would gobble, and as soon as they pitched down, they were hitting hens and shutting up for the rest of the day. They were staying, yeah. they were staying with the hens all day long and not, <clears throat> not gobbling. So once they pitched down, they stayed with hens, and yeah. it made it tough unless you knew exactly where they were at. Uh-huh. I hunted my butt off in Kentucky, too, man. I never heard a single gobble in Kentucky. I just didn't have nowhere good to go. I got That's lucky. all it was. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I got so, lucky. Tell well, I, owed, me. I owed Casey. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Tell me your old story about y'all doubled up or something like that. Well, we double-doubled. We actually triple-doubled in a week. Uh, Not on turkeys. We had a bass fishing day that we we went fishing and hunting on the same day. But Casey, for all y'all out there listening, I call him the turkey whisperer. He's got a necklace that is of envy. Uh, It's a bunch of long spurs on a string that he wears at Delfest. I hope you got it here at at Romp. But he's... Casey, how many birds have you killed? Uh, I don't know. I've been hunting since 97. So. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Is it like Chris Lapp's uh, bear claw necklace? Yes. Yeah, it's all it's the spurs. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's cool. Yeah. And he's got uh, turkey tracks tattooed up his arm. <laughs> yep. And uh, I've been, you know, I'm like you guys. I play music and I'm busy on the weekends. But, yeah. you know, because Casey has his outfitter, you know, straight and narrow and does all that stuff he has free time when hunters aren't in town mm-hmm. and i have the free time during the week so we'll get together and go on a little mission yeah we 
we hunted deer really hard last year for i shot a doe and then i missed a doe high on a little farm that i have in, in estill county but so i owed him some turkey love because he gave me so much knowledge and stuff on the deer side over the winter yeah like we went and stayed in a building with no heat and it was 12 degrees and we were hunting this big buck that we saw you know and we had a blast but so i grew up on a beautiful farm in bourbon county kentucky and it's got a creek running through it it's all breaks in the woods and just turkey it's perfect for turkey oh yeah it's good for deer but it's better for turkeys and um, I'd been watching it and talking to the guys that work out there for my dad, and they were like, oh, they're over here, they're over here. And, you know, yeah. I, I was there uh, early one spring, you know, it was late winter one time. I counted 162 birds in one group. Holy cow, man. Seriously, I'm not yeah, lying. I was with two insane. other dudes, and they counted in the 50s, and one guy was in the 60s, and I thought it was 162. You know, you can't yeah. count that many turkeys. But yeah. um, we got really – we had a blast. We, we went out. We got this little cabin that I built with a good friend of mine named George Gatewood. It's just a single room, old Kentucky log cabin with the wood, you know, with the fireplace mm-hmm. and no real facilities. And we went out there and started camping and we had a plan to go and just go in blind in this bottom that I thought was good and put a blind out. And we sat there and papawed and had a blast. Heard a couple birds, but they were far away. Pulled out of there and uh, we were staying at that cabin so we went back had a good breakfast you know we don't mess around we like to eat when we hunt oh yeah skillets skillets come in handy yeah um and casey went to fish because there's a good smallmouth creek at the foot of the hill below this cabin and i I laid down to take a nap and it was probably 11 and by 12 o'clock he had milled around before we went fishing and he came in and he goes get your things like get your clothes on let's go let's go and the cabin sits on the end of this finger of woods and if you drop off the edge you get down about it's like a 50 foot relief but it's a small hill and that he saw some hens i don't know 200 yards down that field and uh we soon realized there was four what six six gobblers. there were six gobblers with them and we went in put the slip on them got set up and they started working our way and then they stalled around the edge of this little indentation in the woods and i knew there was a trail coming off the top of the hill that the horses we have retired horses in that field and they use it as a you know egress through the woods and we slipped down there and we crawled you know we we went full ninja on them (laughs) i mean i'm a fan of the full ninja yeah Yeah, when it comes turkey time it's ninja time and you know i casey and y'all have a lot more experience than i do i just love uh, to hunt and I love being out there and half the time I watch them way too long because they're so you know it's just so cool yeah. to be right there with them and I had a period where I got out of hunting just because it, it kind of felt I don't know I just had my moment where I wasn't sure I wanted to do it anymore because yeah. I was doing it so much you know no I, I hear you there but Casey's man. fired me back up and um, so we put the slip on them got behind this tree we actually belly crawled into some honeysuckle and as soon as we like really got in there we got pinned by a hen that was dusting in this little mud hole. She was like 20 yards and pinned us. And she chirped and got up and moved around. And I slipped up on this tree and um, threw the gun over the, tr- you know, around the tree. And I realized the bird I was there. We we had glassed a double beard. And what did that bird weigh? I, Casey got him. I had to shoot the closest gobbler because he was about to come in the woods with me. He and got I, jammed. I got jammed. 
Like it was, it was on. He, he was came in ten yards, ten and yards, putting. walking into the oh, woods behind the tree, and I said, "I gotta shoot him." <laughs> <laughs> and they were all mature. No one's hunted here for four years. Yeah, I shot a bird probably four or five years ago with my good friend, and um, but he jammed me. I shot him, and he was. He said, shut up, give me the gun. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't shoot the right one. I was like, I don't give a shit, give me that gun. And then Casey, <laughs> Casey, you know, laid it down on the – what did that bird weigh? They were both uh, – yours was 20, 26.8. Yeah. Mine was 27 or something. Yeah, it was a, they, they were, were huge. Like yeah. retarded big. They were yeah. limb hangers. Thanks. Uh, so we doubled there, and that was incredible. And Casey tagged out on that double. He had – Where'd you kill that other bird? At? I killed the other at one your in lease. Franklin County. Yeah, yeah. Casey's got some leases around the area, and yeah, killed a hell of a bird over there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then we decided to switch sides of the farm and go in blind again. We had spotted some birds from a hill, and we knew they were in this piece of woods that was on the other side. Of the, you know, they were using both sides of the creek, and we decided, hell, we might get lucky and just go down in there blind and set up on a good spot, and mm-hmm. it all worked out. And that bird was over twenty six too. Yeah, it was a that was another. He was a beast. Was a giant bird. We mounted the. I, we both mounted. He killed. He mounted the double the double beard, and I mounted the second bird that I killed. Because, yeah. you know, I I was down in there, and we were. It was kind of lightly raining, and we were in a blind, and it was quiet, and. You know, I grew up on that farm, and I love it. But I I moved away, and just yeah. being there, I was like, man, this is like a national park. For yeah. turkeys. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like y'all got a freaking honey hole. It was a honey ass. hole. And it yeah. is. And I'm grateful to my family and my dad for letting us go out there. Yeah. Like I said, I owe Casey because he's, he's put in the work and we both, I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. You know? He's like a Jeremiah Johnson, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Turkey West. Man, we should have had that playing on the TV when we were doing yeah. that. Well, we we oh, referenced Jeremiah Johnson like all the time, and the first time I ever seen Jeremiah Johnson was at your house. Right. We watched the Lego movie that night. Yep. Which I ended up <laughs> I, about I ended up buying that on Amazon, and I watched it yes. at least once a month. So you guys pop all the cases. Oh house. yeah. Oh yeah. And then and then we watched uh, Jeremiah Johnson that night for the first time ever uh, for me, and it's been like a life changing movie. Oh, you watched it probably two three dozen times since then. Oh God, yeah. I got into trapping this past year, man. Nice. And my very first set that I put out, I trapped a red fox. And no I called call up uh, Jasper and my buddy Bo, and I was like, y'all can refer to me as Jeremiah Boone from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll answer to. I won't answer to anything else. <laughs> oh, Jeremiah Boone. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Arthur, you play with Wolfpin Wolfpin Branch, right? Yes, sir. Which is kind of a new band. New band, but and then uh, having fun. Yeah, hell yeah, man. How long y'all been together now? Like well, over it, a year, right? Yeah, it started in the December of 2019. I, I got with Chris Schaus, who plays mandolin, and I was like, hey, let's do a duo. And we had a duo thing going for like four or five months. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit, and everything was done. Yeah. Um, and then we just through the pandemic, everybody didn't have anything going on, so we started jamming with some other buddies. Yeah. And then last year in like March, I guess we changed our name to Wolfpin Branch, and yeah. Since then, we've just been playing whatever we can, you know. I got you. I um, got you. And before that, you were uh, you were one of the founding members of the Wooks. Played in the Wooks, and that's yeah. where we met. Yeah. I guess we played festivals and stuff yeah, together. Yeah, we played then. a few shows together. Um, yeah. So it's it's good. It's fun and. 
you know, we just we're all here at Romp. We just played. And you guys, yeah, had to face the heat. God Almighty! What y'all play yesterday? We played yesterday in the hot yeah. time, four forty-five, and then we played midnight last night, and yeah. that was fun. I bet that was fun. Was I would rowdy. like to do that midnight set. It was rowdy. Yeah. And old Casey over here, what was he going to say, Jasper? He's fixing say, a I, fire I into something. I, I can't cut that midnight set. That's past my bedtime. Yeah, dude. When we go <laughs> to California, late. we'll do like a 9 yeah, o'clock no set, doubt. and it's actually midnight. Yeah, it feels like midnight at the house. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. Casey over here is uh, – he's not – a musician, I don't think. Have you ever heard him sing Ramblin' Fever? It's pretty good. I haven't. I I, I think we might might need to do that. But uh, Casey over here is like following in the footsteps of Roger Combs, which is Kentucky's biggest music fan. Roger's the man. Roger is the man. You're right there behind him, man. I appreciate it. That's about the biggest compliments I can get. Yeah, you go to more (laughs) festivals than we do. But uh, well, yeah, Casey's our tour manager this weekend, and there you go. <laughs> before, before we started, before we started recording, he said Casey's a tour manager this week, and I said, "Who's he tour managing for?" He said, "Hell me." <laughs> I said I need guidance. Yeah, we brought him in, and but he does a great job with merch. And oh yeah, you, you sell merch for a lot of people. Yeah, that's so yeah. Town Mountain a lot. Yeah, yes, for sure, man. My guys, yeah, we're gonna but, bring uh, him out with us sometime. I know it'd Don't be good. Be on the road. I'll find the fishing holes. Yeah, yeah. We so I, we'll let him drive bus, and he, he'll stop. He has a class A CDL. Class A oh, CDL. Yeah. There you go. Freaking ripping, man. I know how to turn a wrench. I just hate it. <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> so I, I, know, I know how you got into music. Hard through your dad plays. Yeah, and then you and your dad have cut a few CDs together, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of fun, and you know, he, my dad was was in. He was hanging out. At Martin's place and Red Slipper Lounge, and yeah, was there when Crow was bringing those guys into Lexington. God Almighty, man! He 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 saw the like that was one of the big booms of bluegrass, right? And yeah. So he was around for that, and just getting to meet his friends, you know, because like we're all how old are you guys? I'm 36. I'm 31. You know, we're young, but like, yeah, if we keep doing this. We might be the only ones left doing it. Yeah, and you know, sure. and I think that's kind of how it played out for my dad. He was just around the guys that were doing. Now, granted, they're all genius masterpiece bluegrass musicians. Yeah, and we're doing our best, right? We're doing the best we can. <laughs> but those guys just kept doing it. Yeah, you know, and they got for better. Sure. And, yep. So I, I think that's kind of how our lives are going to play out. Yeah. You know? if Hopefully, we get, if we get lucky enough to keep playing. Yeah, hey, for sure, know? man. I wonder sometimes. We'll keep doing it. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. too fun. Yeah. So, how'd you get into music, Casey? Man, I, I've I've always I've always had a hankering for like cold-hearted, lonesome music. Man, I started like running around watching Jamie Johnson. That was like who the first person I started following around. Yeah. And then I got a touch for uh, after like the old brother were art now. Pretty much is whenever it was like what broke the mold for me that that album. And then I just. I just got addicted to bluegrass. I got bit by the bluegrass bug is what I call it. Yeah. And then just uh, started going to Festival of Bluegrass in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. And just found my people. And the next thing you know, I'm hanging. The way I started selling merchandise was because of Festival of Bluegrass. There was people standing in line wanting to buy Town Mountain's merchandise. So I just kind of slipped back there 
and I seen they had $20 for t-shirts and I just started taking people's money and <laughs> I had a stack of money and like they came off stage I was like hey guys I'm sorry I started selling your merchandise for you I just like <laughs> I walked back there and I seen it and they're like oh that's perfect so I had a fucking stack of money and uh and they're, they're and from because of that now I've introduced I've stepped into the bluegrass yeah. realm and they've they picked me up and let me go to festivals and yeah. sell, hang out and sell merch and of course so, I got a funny story for you on that topic. <laughs> we uh we played this festival up in Ohio. It was Joe Mullins Indoor Sat, Sat, Southern Ohio Indoor Music Festival or something. First time Three we names. ever first time we ever played there. And Very it was, progressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right when we signed with Rounder Records. We actually signed the contract there that day. We signed with Rainmaker Management and then uh crossover touring all at the same time. So it was like a, it was a you know big week for us, and then we went up there and and I guess we knocked the show out of the park. I don't know because there was a freaking line about a hundred people long at our record oh, table. Buddy, that line was probably one hundred fifty people. Yeah, I mean, well, it was stout. I'm not gonna mention any names. Somebody in the band's girlfriend stood behind the record table and sold probably one hundred and fifty CDs at. Ten dollars a pop when we sell them for twenty dollars a oh, pop. No. <laughs> and she was so proud of herself. She's so so proud of all those CDs she sold. <laughs> she barely covered the cost of them, man. <laughs> you exaggerate a little bit. She sold. No it was way. right at a hundred CDs. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I was like, exaggerate for we this. We all are just. Like, what do you what do you do? So you you paid 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 the record label what, for. Them. Yeah, pretty much. pretty much. We got yeah. to the table and we were just signing. Signing, and I heard uh, I heard this old man say, "Oh heck, for that price, I'll take two, so I can have one in each vehicle." <laughs> it was and devastating. I, I didn't catch what was going on? Yeah, it, it was devastating, man. We we signed CDs for two sets, like two other bands played after us that got yeah. done, and we were still signing them CDs. We haven't sold that many CDs in one place since. No, it would have been nice. So maybe we should drop them down to ten dollars a pop. Yeah, but the problem is they they would have bought them. Regardless. Yeah, they were they were going to buy the CDs. Them them, yeah. yeah. God, it was a bad day. It was a long, long ride home, man. Yeah. Hell of a hit. Oh, gosh. So, I'm not getting into all that. People start figuring out who it is. Who uh, Who are y'all looking forward to seeing today? I'm going to fanboy hard when Marty Stewart goes on stage. Marty Stewart. Kenny Vaughn is the greatest. Kenny oh, God, Vaughn. yeah. The whole band is incredible. If they do anything from the Way Out West album, I'm going to lose my yeah, shit yeah, right there in front of the stage. I'm looking like, forward to seeing Steve's, you know, because yeah. Woody's on one his way of, out. Yeah. yeah. I think the, I talked to one of them today, and they said Woody's got about a month left yeah, with them. So, yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. This is it is. Be it's a, the end of an era. The first yeah. time I ever came to Romp, uh, it was, I can't, it was like 2012, I think, and it, they were playing with Steve Martin. And that was yeah. the first time oh, I'd ever yeah. seen them, and it was the first time I'd ever been to Romp. Yeah. Uh, well, this being the Sad Songs and Skillets podcast, we got to talk about Skillets a little bit. And I'm not going to keep you all on the back of this bus too long. Cause, no, this is fun. Because we all want to get to catering and eat some fried chicken. That's right. But, uh, you know, Sad Songs <laughs> Yeah, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. Sad Songs and Skillets is brought to you all always by Crispy Cast Iron Seasoning Products. You can get on their website, crispy.org, and use our discount code, PRB10. It saves you 10% at checkout. And every time you use that, we make a little bit of money, too. So get on there and buy some stuff. So I guess Casey and I are going to have to get some stuff. You're going to have to. We got some here. We'll set y'all up before you leave. There we go. Just a sampler. 
They make uh, they make conditioning right now. now stuff for uh, wooden cutting boards and stuff That's like that, cool. man. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It doesn't matter where it is or when it is. If you're out in the woods or in a nice house with a good cooktop or whatever, yes. and you have some cast iron, and Casey Stockton's got some venison and marinade. Yes, it is the best. Absolutely, low man. and slow, low so, and slow. That's right. <laughs> Do you got any good old cast iron? I have some good stuff. Now I'll tell you. I don't know if you're in door. Is, are they a cast iron company or uh, crispy? No, yeah. they just make the seasoning. Well, there's products. a guy, a friend of mine's son-in-law or something in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah, it's called Smithy. It's making new cast iron. Okay, and it's like kind of ridiculous. I yeah. was lucky enough to get a piece for my wedding. They're present. expensive, ain't they? They're high. Yeah, that, mean, I've I've bought one piece from a boutique cast iron company called uh, the field company yeah and that thing is freaking top of the line it's man but, and then there's uh there's one called finex have you seen any of those no, finex oh they're freaking nice but uh we were endorsed by lodge for a little while like a we week? started throwing them out in the crowd and got <laughs> some lawsuits <laughs> That's a joke. i hope they were the minis <laughs> yeah what you got the old cast iron casey uh, or just yeah uh, I've, I've got yeah i've got a little bit of just some like that old lodge. I can't remember lodge stuff. Yeah, lodge stuff. Yeah. I got you. People hate on the lodge stuff because it's, it's all not good. smooth on the inside. Right. I had some lady come up to the record table the other day and buy some crispy, and she's like, "Well, this makes my lodge skillet cook better." I hate that thing, and I, I try to tell her like, "You got to have patience. Right. You can't just get a brand new skillet and expect to be able to skate an egg around on it." Right. You yeah. know, the first time I've got a lodge skillet that was like sandpaper when I bought it, and now the thing's like glass. So they're good stuff. But yeah. I ain't messed with any skillets in a long time, man. I, I used to do it all oh, the time, buddy. restore old ones. Yeah, you got yeah. two of mine at your house right now. I thought you were going <laughs> to do for me. I've got a stack of people's skillets at my house, and I don't remember whose is whose. Yeah, I but, gave them to you a year ago in January. Yeah, it'd probably be a year <laughs> more. Yeah. Yes. Do what? Man, I uh, oh, I was just gonna say something about cooking in a skillet. The other day, I did a, uh, I took the sirloin tip from an antelope, seasoned it all up, threw it on the Traeger at 180 for an hour, pulled it off, and sliced it like I don't know, almost an inch thick, probably maybe three quarters, and then I had that skillet good and hot. I just threw those down in there and seared them, served them up to the family. The one one year old son, four year old son, they just ate that stuff down like it was nothing. You could oh, cut yeah. it with a fork. Yeah. It was so yeah, good. Buddy. Man, when I get home from this run, which I'll be home tomorrow, today's the last day of a two week run we've been on. We left home on the what day we leave home on? The twelfth? But I don't even know what day it is. The eleventh or twelfth? <laughs> I think it's October. It's October. <laughs> it's October. <laughs> I know we don't have a weekend off until October eighth. Yeah. But uh, when I get high, I, I tagged two yearlings this past deer season. I kept their legs whole. Oh, yeah? And I was, when I get home Monday, I'm throwing one of them legs on the smoker. Nice. Have you ever done that? I ain't ever smoked a whole deer leg. Oh, dude. You need I, to do it. I usually can't afford to. I just grind it up or cut them up into steaks. Yeah. No, you need to kill your little baby deer this year. It sucks to do it, but it's oh, freaking man. worth it's, it. Once it once they're Casey, all, I guess I could get some bonus tags down there, and we could – Absolutely. We need to do it. Yeah. 
there's, there's no where, shame in it as long as you're feeding somebody. Where we somebody. live, we got unlimited tags, so we can, yeah. I can wax some does. For I just, sure, man. I just want to make sure they're off the tit before I shoot them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and even if they ain't, you know. <laughs> it's pretty good cause my stomach. Exactly. It tastes the same, don't it? Yeah. Jug here, he's a, a big, big uh, connoisseur of shooting button bucks. Uh, bull, you are too. <laughs> What the hell, man? He's just gonna throw me <laughs> that one year between the two of us. It was like six or something. <laughs> Casey and I went on the last day of deer season in Kentucky. It was like, what was it in the twenties? It was stupid. It was cold. It, was yeah. it wasn't that cold, but it was cold. Yeah. I mean, we hunted when it was like fifteen a few times, but we went out on the last day and we're in the tree stand. And we hear he spotted some deer coming in, and I got so fired up. And because I thought it was a big old doe, and then she got close, he got close enough, and it was a buck that had dropped. It didn't drop, and, oh, and the two yeah. buttons with him, and I, I was ready to go. Don't shoot! <laughs> don't, don't shoot that! Did don't you do shoot it? that deer! No, no, no! no, no. no. You no, see we where were, those little red yeah. knobs are? Where he's, he was, I mean, it's so fresh that he was bleeding. Still. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, wow. so I was like, don't shoot it! Yeah, but it was a fun encounter. It's gonna but, be a good but deer. But Casey and I. I got to throw a shout out and thank you to our buddies from Homegrown Experience. We need to get you boys in on yeah. some stuff yeah. with them. Well, uh, they're killer people, and they're all you can watch all their videos and stuff online. But what is that exactly? Why don't well, you tell us about it? There's a guy out of Louisville. Uh, he's a wonderful guy named Austin Musselman, and he's taken his family's cattle farm and reprogrammed it. Uh, they do all kinds of events. They have music events. They've talked about getting you guys, so hopefully you'll be there. Yeah. Heaven Dell this August. You know, killer stuff. Seeing the Steep Canyon Rangers, Town Mountain. We got lucky enough to play there. But he he's just an experienced guy, so they have Homegrown, which is the brand they have for their hunting. And, you know, they're serious, man. Yeah. They put in the work. Yeah. They and, bring Lee and Tiffany in. Yeah, they Lee they, and Tiffany come and hunt with them. Oh, really? Yeah. They nice. they so. and they make great videos. Field Hudnell, who's the, the main guy on the video and and coordination side is actually here at Rom. Yeah. We need to introduce you to him. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um but we got Casey and I got invited after we tagged out in Kentucky for opening day in Indiana, which is one bird. Yeah. And we went up there and we're talking about eating and turkeys, so Field is a master meat chef. Like, how did he cook that venison? It, it was. It was like venison sushi, basically. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Oh man! It was. It was like eating raw. It was. It was so good. Yeah. You know, with like some sort of wasabi. Yeah. Uh, marinade dip. It was man. like. It was so good, but. Um, those guys, man, they 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 hunt hard. They really respect, all the work that goes into it, and they are successful. You know, some of the like Austin killed this Kentucky State non-typical record. I don't know if it still stands, but they've grown some huge deer. You know, they're growing deer. Yeah, and it's a really amazing operation. Um, like I said, I'm, if I have any pull, I'll try and get us all in on that. Yeah, they're great guys, man. Great. Yeah, that's that's and, the best part of it too. And it was a people. blessing that they hollered at. They saw us because we 
you know, we're on the internet like most people, and yeah, we posted sure. some photos of our couple days in Bourbon County, and I think they were like, well, these boys are doing pretty good. We might as well have them up here to Indiana. See, they ought to invite up some people that ain't doing good. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, if they had seen you know, us on Instagram, <laughs> see no pictures of yeah, turkeys. No shit, man. Dot, you, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start putting it next turkey season every day. I'll put a post up of me standing there, nothing, holding nothing. Yeah. Oh, I oh, got a funny money. story about that with my, my brother. When we were younger, we all went squirrel hunting. We all killed a squirrel. My brother, I killed one, and my younger brother, he didn't kill nothing. So my dad made him hold up nothing while we all held up pictures of squirrels. He made him hold hold up an invisible tail of a squirrel and take a picture. That is great. So where can people find these homegrown videos? They're on Instagram. Uh, They have great YouTube. They killed some monster deer and deer yeah. in velvet and just it, the videos are fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh you know they're they're doing a lot and um it's a blessing that we got to go be with them. I think the music really brings us together. Austin plays. Yeah. Um and Darren Shoemaker who uh you know and is here running sound for the Steep Canyon Rangers. Yeah. He's their like music coordinator and they just have a lot of great things going on. I got you. Um, but uh, I got you. we. That, that Indiana hunt, we went out kind of blind. We knew there were birds in the area, and we were about to move, and we got – they just hammered us. They came running on the decoy, and yeah, it was just – and it was – I mean, you know, I, I knew how blessed we were to double twice in a week. Yeah. You know, it was really – it was really cool. I almost yeah. choked. He shot. <laughs> he shot the first bird. He shot the strutter. When the strutter dropped, you know, the second one got tuned. I shot and missed, and he went to take off running, and I rolled him as he was running away. And up on top of the hill, they Austin the and house. them were, were on the back porch watching us all go down the whole time. So they got video footage from their cell phone watching half a mile up on this hill yeah. down in the holler. So we got they got video. We got video of it as it happened, and they got video from up on top of the hill. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And that was the cool – the field was there filming the whole hunt, you know. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll have a video to watch here next year when turkey season rolls around. I think they they film a lot throughout the hunting season, and then they go to the next season, you know, so they're busy filming. editing, yeah. And it's just a lot of work to make those videos. I got you. I got you. But the food was incredible, the music was good, and the turkey hunt was even better. Oh, yeah. man. That we found arrowheads, great. too. We went arrowhead hunting, yeah. Yeah, you've taken it, up the arrowhead hunting it, thing that's, lately. That's my new passion, yeah. dude, I swear. It's, it's it's the best thing just to do when you're not doing nothing. Yeah. Man. I love just <laughs> walking. To, it's just, a way to keep you outside, for sure. Right. I'm going to have to go out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Come Jasper, down. how we are already on time, man? Oh, buddy, we got plenty. <laughs> we got 20 minutes. Plenty we of got time. 20 minutes still. All right. I no, want. We, we don't have to use it all the time up either. Yeah. We can do whatever. No, buddy, we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna do something. <laughs> some talking points. We've got some stories. <laughs> yeah. I gotta lean Story forward time. for a little bit. Hey, tell us about a straight and arrow, Casey. All right, straight and arrow is a straight and arrow outfitters is my business. It's a one man operation right now, hunting fishing business. I do fishing trips, hunting trips, uh, kayak canoeing trips, any kind of adventure. I'll even freaking do tours of frankfurt we got buffalo trace in town uh we got where i'm located we got horse farms we got i've got close to about thousand acres of hunting land so i do about any kind of outdoor adventure that yeah you, that, that you that likes that some some people uh i don't even realize like some people don't even realize like the, the things that i do i they don't i don't even know 
to me it's like small time stuff but like to other people it's like an adventure and like i i didn't realize like how much people appreciate what i do so yeah. and i'm just trying to learn how to market that that's i have out have a hard time marketing it but yeah you're definitely a wealth of knowledge man i went out deer hunting with you one time Shot me a big old fat doe. You did, buddy. Yeah, I didn't have the patience to sit there no longer for a buck. We he, sat was, he was there. He showed up that night, remember? Yeah, if he you did. remember he right? on the camera I checked, later on I that night. the camera. God. He killed a doe that night, and then uh, the buck came in. He done got down and got out of the stand and went yeah. out there. But it, it was a yeah. that was a good time, man. I was ready to get out of that stand, man. <laughs> I know y'all can't hear how fat I am on this <laughs> microphone, but... I don't like sitting in tree stands. I do it. I do it all the time. So you ground stand, you ground guy. I, I was this year. I do have a double man stand at, at home that I'll hunt out of. But this year I was all on the ground. I wanted to try and kill a, a buck with my recurve on the ground. I killed a doe last so year. You waxed one with a recurve, didn't you? Yeah, and I I had this one buck. It was the best buck on the property on camera. Actually, I didn't have him. I didn't put out no cameras. I seen this buck three different times. I was going to hunt this year only with my recurve and no cameras. And I seen this buck three different times and screwed it up all three times. So I finally put out a camera <laughs> just to see where he was at. But uh, I was on the ground, uh, and I wanted to do it out of like a uh, just a natural, you know, brushed-in blind, not a pop-up or right. anything like no, that. I appreciate that. So I had this little brushed-in blind, you know, trying to just break up my outline a little bit. And uh, I'm not ashamed to say I had a corn pile. It's legal where I live, oh, so yeah, I take buddy, advantage I'm, of it. I'm, they got to eat something. I'm a corn man, you know. Uh, I'm and I'm only on 30 acres that's surrounded by a couple cattle farms, so I'm competing with everybody yeah, around you me too. Got to do too. what you got to do. And yeah. So he came in at eight yards, and he was he was a good buck, man. And uh, I've never been one to get like buck fever or anything like that, so I was calm and cool and collected. <laughs> And uh, I grabbed my bow, and I held it up, and I was steady as could be. And as I was pulling back, I guess just this motion right here, he busted me, man. Oh, yeah? And he was gone. He and blew I, and probably yeah. bounced off. And then I didn't see him. I seen him two times before that as I was walking in. I, he busted me one time as I was walking in. And then uh, so the next day I walked in even earlier, and he busted me again. <laughs> and then I... Screwed up my one and only chance with him, so it happens. And so then I took up trapping. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to fishing. Deer trapping. Yeah, no, no, that's right. But there's nothing wrong with hunting on the ground, though. That's everyone wants to get up in a tree. But I killed all three of the deer I shot last year yeah. just sitting on the ground, just sitting on my butt, yeah. my back up against the Some tree. Of my favorite no action. Blind, no blind. Or Use anything. your turkey yeah. vest and go. Yeah. yeah, I just just sat down there. I, I love hunting on the ground. So did you buy a Tennessee license? Did you hunt in Tennessee at all? I didn't get a Tennessee license. Casey and I got all fired up after we were crushing it so hard. We talked about ripping down to Tennessee, and I got yeah. pretty busy. And um, I'm going to work on that for next year to have a couple spots because, yeah. you know, that we've got a friend down there that's really into arrowheads and all kinds of stuff, and I wanted Casey to hang with him. Yeah. He gave us permission. So we so. got this good uh, public land spot in the – 
undisclosed location. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way you keep Near saying Nashville. that. Near <laughs> Nashville. Undisclosed location. He's not going to be that good. Oh, you know what? I, people to I'm not going to invite people, but no, Casey has deer tags with his Tennessee <laughs> yeah, license. Know, she we can it's, trade. It's, it's, I have a spot I heard about in Tennessee on the Kentucky border. Undisclosed. Yeah, yeah undisclosed. <laughs> it's, it's a big spot, man. No, this is a big spot, and we are planning a pretty yeah. good hunt and, camp. And I figure, fall. you know, the more. And remember, we invited Mike Harris, too. Don't forget invite you invited <laughs> so. But see, the way I see it, the more people we have spread out throughout this property, push them around, if everybody you know? brings their own boat, I should yeah. have said boat. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think we're talking about the same place. <laughs> Why'd you say that? <laughs> he shushed you. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, we're going to do a deer camp in Tennessee this year. Absolutely. So, I'm down. Because, I mean, our, our, our out-of-state license, it comes with the deer tags right. anyways. So. Right. Yeah, you bought well. the whole the whole. Oh, yeah, deal, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be archery we're only. Do. We're all going to rock Art. the recurves and longbows. But. Nice. You don't have to do that. You can bring a... You use cross. Can y'all use crossbows down there with the archer? Is that considered archer equipment, or y'all got a crossbow? We season? don't consider it archer equipment. you personally, because <laughs> I've never used one. I've never it's looked a, at it, but I'm ninety eight percent sure that it's considered legal archer I think equipment. They do. Without I think it's any. like Kentucky now. Do you use yeah. crossbow? Uh, I have. I've recently. I got one last year and yeah. used it for the. Well, I got the year before for Christmas as a Christmas present for myself, and the nice. buck I killed last year. I ain't gonna lie, I waxed his ass with a crossbow. And, oh, there's no shame in it, but I guess. It was, it was. Yeah. We just like giving people hell over, man. Oh no, I, I, I I'm used the to same shoot way. 3D tournaments and stuff when I was in my teens, and I never shot at a deer with my bow when I was a kid. I killed him with rifle, but I think Casey and I, if we're fired up, we're gonna get yeah. a new new rig and yeah, get into it again. My my goal for this year's deer season is the Tennessee deer camp that we're gonna do. And then uh, I'm going to try and kill another deer with my recurve in Kentucky. And then after that, I'm not going to do any more deer hunting. I'm going to focus on trapping this year. Nice. I really, really enjoy the trapping. Have you ever gotten into it? Man, I I, I have never gotten into trapping. It is a great I, time, man. It's, it's, it's an art for sure because yeah. there's there's so many aspects to it. Oh, you God, got yeah. scent and hanging. Yeah. Like, dude, I, I can appreciate it, yeah. but I just it's it, it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sad thing about trapping is it's hardly worth it anymore. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. You know, I have it's, buddies that really. It's a hobby more than anything it is. much nowadays. The shipping, like to ship, you know, ship them off. It's, yeah. It's like you can't afford to do right. it. Yeah. The main reason I'm doing it is to teach my nephews how to do it. Right. I think it'd be a fun little hobby for them, you know, yeah. once they're, you know, 10 or 11 years old running their own trap line. Right. You know, kids kids that trap and hunt don't do drugs. Right. Well, so they stay out of trouble that yeah. way because they go, go looking for things outdoors yeah. otherwise. Well, at least I think they don't do drugs. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> you never know nowadays, man. Not, not in this world. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Well, uh, I guess we'll move on to our final little thing. You got anything else, Jasper? I got something. Go for it. <laughs> if you're out listening... And you like the Poe Ramon Boys or Wolfpin Branch or Straight and Arrow Outfitters, and we're in your area, you reach out to us and we will definitely catch it, kill it, or eat it. That's <laughs> right. Or, or sing it. Oh, well, real quick before we start wrapping things up, won't you tell us? Because uh, this podcast is going to go out almost immediately because we don't have any banked. Good. So, won't you tell us what's coming up with Wolf, Wolfpin Branch in okay. the next, let's say, the next month or month. so? We'll have to, you know. 
lucky for me, I have this technological device that keeps me in line. Uh, we'll be in Lexington, Kentucky next Thursday, which is the 30th of June, 2022. One day this will be in the archive, and they'll look back, and that'll be, you know, <laughs> That's one right. of those shows. But we're playing South and Jamboree. I guess you – have you ever played that? Oh, man, yeah, I played it's that with fun. Tommy back in the day. Yeah, and it's it's gotten good where they moved it. It's yeah. a big amphitheater. See, I, I've never played it where they moved it. It's I, nice, I played man. it when it was at the bowling alley. Yeah, and that was cool. But yeah. this is like a real amphitheater, good really? production, big crowds. Yeah. There'll be four or 500 people there. Damn, that's cool. We're doing that, and then we're playing uh, Rooster Tail Music Festival in Indiana next Saturday. Okay. We've started playing with a guy named Cole Chaney. That's who we played with yeah. on the main stage here. Yeah. Um, then we're going, we're playing in Louisville again on the 9th of July. Uh, there's a, this is cool, listen to this. Go Wild, Send It Slam is what they're calling it. And it's, uh, I guess maybe Bear Archery or is an archery company as a presenting sponsor and it's basically an outdoor festival with music and we get to shoot a 3d course with good bows yeah that's gonna be fun hell yeah man um then we go to Asheville in south carolina for just some house show one-off kind of playing the isis isis Um, is cool later this summer we're looking forward to going to colorado uh i i work like i said if you're out there listening i love to hang out play music and, and fish and hunt um a buddy of mine's in uh, Ennis, Montana, takes us fly fishing, and we just oh, fly, we go yeah. out and fish and just play music for them for three or four days. Yeah, you know, and and I if you, I'm working on if I can get my fishing trip in each year, my duck hunting trip each year, other than local waterfowling, and then a good out of state deer hunt. You yeah, know, I'm, I feel like I'm living the dream. That's it. Man. <laughs> Tell That's them about trout like. rodeo. Tell them about That's trout. That's what trout rodeo is. Yeah, and yeah, I wrote a a cool song. I'll play it for you about trout fishing and. You know, if I can f- do those things, like I said, continue to make music and make some money doing it and, and yeah. get to do the things I love, which is be outdoors and camp and yep. fish and hunt, you know, I, I'm retired. That's literally great. That's literally I heard you there. You know. All right. Well, Casey, tell us uh, the best way people can contact you. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram or you can hit me up on my I'm, – I'm, I'm getting a, built, a website built. It's uh, – we're working up on finishing uh, finishing touches on it, but you can look me up at Straight and Arrow LLC at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media platform you got. Um, straight in. Straight, yeah, straight in, in arrow. Yeah, yeah. Straight with in. an N, arrow. Yeah. yeah. Outfitters. and uh, The turkey whisperer. I, I, loved, I tell people I like to fish. I love to deer hunt. I lived a turkey hunt. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, this is the Sad Songs and Skillets podcast. So we've got to talk about our favorite sad song. And uh, Jasper gets bent out of shape because I always go last. So I'm going to go first this time because hell with him. Do you repeat <laughs> and, uh, or do you always come up with a new one? I always try to come up with a new one. Oh, yeah. And it's been so long since we've recorded a podcast. I can't remember which ones I've done. So uh, you gotta start writing them down. I know, and I always forget to write them down, man. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see here. All right, Ronnie Dunn done an album a couple of years ago called Redone. Yeah, where he just done a bunch of covers of, I guess, of his favorite songs. And there's a song on there that was originally done by, shoot, what was his name? Oh, his name don't matter. I think it was a one-hit wonder. But uh, Good Time Charlie's Got the Blues. Yeah. You know that song? Yeah. Yes. What was that guy's name? That Charlie Rich, did he? 
Charlie Rich might have done it. I think he done it. But it was somebody, something O'Keefe or something was the original cut on that. James? No. We Larry O'Keefe. Larry O'Keefe. That's that it. No, just Jasper's making shit up. But anyways, <laughs> good time Charlie's got the blues, specifically the Ronnie Dunn version. Nice. It's good stuff, Waylon man. does a version of it, too. Does he? Yeah. Oh, nightmare. He, he I'll have to look that up. Version of it, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with Casey. Yeah, are we doing bluegrass sad songs or sad songs? Dude, I've done I've done an Eminem yeah. song. I've done Echo a Mountain, of Damn course. It. It's fucking, <laughs> you already know Echo Mountain is like it don't matter. It's like Echo Mountain I love mournful. dogs so much, man. Yeah. If you, uh, which version? Uh, James, James King. King. Yeah. You need to listen to Cedar Hill. They're the ones that originally oh, cut really? it. Really? Cedar Hill do a, a Pearl song, which is another. Yeah. Dagger yeah. through the heart dog song, dude. I'm telling yeah, you right now. Echo Mountain first. Oh, we'll let Arthur go last. Jasper, what you <laughs> He's got? Research. Yeah. I'm trying to research over here. He took my back. Cold on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good sad song. It's, it's, I can keep going. We got to write these things down, going, man. man. I'll tell you what. I, I got mine. I was trying to think of another one because. <clears throat> sorry. Um, I don't know. What's your favorite Keith? Whitley? What about the? What about the? He don't like Keith Whitley. Poor Ramblin' Boys, Josh Wrinkle original. When are you gonna tell me? But that's is that, mournful. Is that mournful. the name of the song? <laughs> yeah. When are you gonna tell me? Mournful. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say our own song, but I do love that song. Well, thank you. And it is lonesome. I appreciate it. Have you guys heard it? I, they yeah. don't. They don't listen. To I know no. folks like this don't listen. They don't. To I burn up the Poor Ramblin' Boys. That's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> burn it up. <laughs> You got That's one, a man. Good song. You ain't. You ain't. So we, yeah, we have uh, an unannounced yeah. guest. Uh, I guess introduce yourself yeah, and then yeah, tell us. I'm Jesse. I'm friends with uh, Arthur and Casey here. Um, He's man, just been chilling and listening. I was just kind of thinking maybe about some old timey uh, Johnny Cash shit, but I'm trying to think of like what song in particular that I like that he. He did just fucking break your heart. He done some good ones, man. There's two of them. <laughs> We're explicit on this episode. <laughs> yes. I'm that right. guy. We'll put the explicit warning. Man, uh, do you know uh, Johnny Cash? It wasn't one of his earlier songs. I think he cut it in like the 70s or 80s, but it's called, uh, oh, shit. What's uh, Any Old Wind That Blows. Yeah. You know Any Old Wind That Blows? Dude, that that's is a good a, one. That's Jesse's name. That that's is a, a sad one. song. I'd, I mentioned that too because y'all get up every time y'all are on stage. Y'all got the pageantry kind of like some Johnny Cash style, and I appreciate that about y'all. Thanks, man. Not not a lot of bluegrass bands and not a lot of bands get into that, but that's part of the mystique and the yeah, reason you go to see the bands that play these kind of styles of music is want to see part of the culture behind it too. Yeah, so it's cool. Thanks, man. You guys are super awesome. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate that a whole lot. Arthur, what do you got? All right, I got man. a good one. For all y'all out there listening, there's this little band. Uh, I've known them since they were in college uh, called the Local Honeys. Oh, yeah. And they're doing a lot of music. They're going more. Uh, they, they got a new record coming out produced by Jesse Wells. Yeah. Who's the master of Kentucky music. And they put out a single called Dead Horses. They're, that's pretty lonesome. Yeah. And it's, it's basically Linda Jean, the singer, uh, is, wrote this song about basically growing up on a farm and losing horses and and watching one one verse is about a mare stepping in a hole and breaking her shoulder another one's about a foal with the mama that died you know while she was having her i cried when i listened to it oh yeah i I imagine that hits home for you (laughs) though yeah and it's really it's good and yeah it hits home for me man i i 
I euthanized a lot of old horses and dealt with yeah. all that stuff. And um, it's life and death. But there's so many. Casey stole my thunder there, though. I mean, James, that, that's really not fair because before we started, you I, did I say like, you called it. I was like, boom, that's you it. You called dibs on that. <laughs> but that song, Echo Mountain. Y'all need to go listen to it. It's basically about a guy that comes into his house and finds a bunch of blood everywhere and can't find his baby. And so he shoots his own dog. And then he realizes that his own dog has killed two wolves that are laying in the back door. Protected the protecting the baby. It is the saddest. It is freaking mournful, man. Like, who even comes up with so that bad. shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's what? awful. What has to be going through your head? Yeah, it's a lonesome song. Do you know who wrote that? Poor bastard song for sure. I don't know who wrote it. I just know I know that Frank Ray done it first. Yeah, did Cedar he Hill, write it? I don't think so, but Cedar oh. Hill, I remember when Where? I was a kid hearing that because they, they were one of the few bluegrass bands that came to North Dakota. If you, I, so I heard that was like, man, there's a lonesome If anybody, song. anybody <laughs> yeah, out there no listening. James King did it. Oh, you didn't? Oh, it's good. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah. I, until you, like, yeah. Until we I started playing with James, James King. King. Yeah. If, if anybody out there listening knows who wrote that song, you should call them and check on them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or bring them some beer. Yeah, God bless. Do a wellness check. We're gonna wrap it up because we got some chicken to go eat. Dude, we, yeah, catering's about done. So once again, another episode of Sad Songs and Skillets. We got Casey Stockton from Straight and Narrow Outfitters. Yep. Arthur Hancock from Wolfpen Branch. That's right. Josh Wrinkle from my mama. That's right. I'm Jasper Lorenz, and this is brought to you by Sound Biscuit Productions and Crisby Cast Iron Seasoning. Mm. That's it. Yeah, we'll see you all <laughs> Thank you. Over and out. <laughs>